crazy risk to gamble and it's about to pay off so I want the Celtics to cover I want the Celtics halftime I want Garnett points and rebounds what do you know I don't know I just know well I'll tell you what I know it's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of I disagree hey everybody welcome back to the look it all podcast this is your host Elias Dave we were talking about Uncut Gems, 2 hours, 15 minutes, 2019, directed by Benny Safdie and his brother, Josh Safdie, written by uh, Ronald Bronstein and the Safdie Brothers. Here's a synopsis. A charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score, makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to a windfall of a lifetime. Howard must perform a precocious act, balancing businesses, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. So Uncut Gems, this is one of my go-to movies of the year that I was absolutely having high expectations, high octane. I've wanted to see Adam Sandler do, uh, you know, a serious performance, something that's not some Netflix bullshit, just to make sure that he can still do it. And absolutely, I think Uncut Gems is is the way to go. If you want to see Adam Sandler bring his fucking A-game, this is it. He is embodying the role of Howard Ratner. We're also joined by Julia Fox. I have never even heard of this actress before um, Before this, but this is one of her first few roles. She was also in PVT Chat and uh, The Great American Mud Wrestle, and uh, she really has not been on anything other than that, but I think that she is going places after this. Um, and Kevin Garnett, the uh, basketball player, is in this as well. Um, I had no idea this guy could act. He's been in a couple of, uh, let me see, he was in Rebound and Area 21. And then he's been on, obviously, video games. But he's not he's not a, a full-time actor. So to see him pull, uh, uh, pull his weight in this and actually have a good role, I was thoroughly surprised. Um Here's some pros with the movie. Adam Sandler slash just the majority of the casting is pretty phenomenal, I'd say. The, the casting all feels uh, very lived in. Um, along with the, the world, the world building of this feels, it feels like you're thrown into this guy's world. And it, it is fast-paced, high-rolling, high-living, gotta-go, gotta-go, New York, gotta-go style. Um, the music is that Safety Brothers synth style again. Uh, let me see if I Daniel Lopatin, he was also on the Good Time movie that the Safdie brothers produced. He was the composer on that. It's not the same cinematographer, but it does have some of the same cinematography. Uh, this is the cinematographer from Seven and Amour and uh, Midnight in Paris and uh. 
Yeah, so he has some decent credentials under his name. Uh, he, did, he was the cinematographer on Okja, and uh, that's about all I could recognize for right now. But, um, yeah, his name is Darius Kongji, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm saying that, mispronouncing that. But um, I'd say everything behind the scenes is really working on all cylinders. The only um, major downsides, I'll talk about that in a second, uh, which I don't think there are major downsides to this movie at all. Um, but finishing up on the pros list, the set dressing. And uh, a lot of times movies can just you know put you in a place and... Uh, the characters will liven it up, but a lot of the times you need some serious set dressing to give some ascension, uh, uh, you know, like, like uh, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but like to to embellish or to kind of give some flavoring to the character. So like uh, Howard Ratner's character has a very groovy pad with all these like neon lights and interesting uh interesting things that are going on in his apartment, you know, like interesting sofas and lifestyles, obviously. The 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 different places they are reflect their different lifestyles. So the direction along with this, the two Safdie brothers fucking nail it out of the park again. Um, this movie is very much a movie about addiction and about seeing this guy just fucking fall down the hole. Um, the way it opens up, I mean, we... Where he's getting a colonoscopy, and you, you you realize that he is just in a world of shit. And the uncut gym, the uncut gym, uh, almost has this. Uh, it almost has this supernatural uh, appeal about it. It's almost a movie that uses the gym as like a MacGuffin for um, addiction. Um, among other things, gambling addiction, but it really shows, uh, and obsession as well, because the movie revolves around this one gem that is found in this, uh, Ethiopian, uh, ground or something like that, and it's showing at the very beginning how hard it is to acquire this gem, and it's all about Howard trying to, uh, take that gem and sell it for as much as he can. And so obviously things don't go right. And uh, when people get a hold and get a look at this gym, they become almost entranced and, you know, obsessed. And so it's a fascinating story when it comes down to that. Um, you can kind of guess in a way maybe how it would end. But the predict I didn't predict that it would end like that. So um, let's talk about some cons real quick. <clears throat> There's some guys that are trying to get the gym from Howard, or they need money from Howard. So he's always trying to hustle and bustle through everybody. He's like, oh, I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Um, you know, he's always, uh, as a, a jewelry salesman, or uh, is it a jeweler? Is that what that's called, I guess? Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was specific if you were selling, you know, off-brand watches and stuff like that. So he, he, he's constantly hustling is what I'm saying. And so with him always hustling, he's going to turn some, uh, he's going to have some friends that turn bad. And so that's kind of what happens. Um, the bad guys in this movie, in my opinion, are kind of one note. I don't, I think they're a little, um, they're a little bit, you know, give me your money and I got to go kind of thing. We don't really get a reasoning why they need the money, I guess. And if we did, it happens so quickly. I just, I was not ready for it because 
the first hour, what feels like hour, is people talking over each other. I mean, everyone's yelling, everyone's talking, everyone's explaining things. And if you don't understand sports bet, you know, sports betting or gambling or anything like that, then it might go a little bit over your head. So you kind of have to, you know, run alongside with them to be like, yeah, 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 I totally understand. What's going on? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's uh, it's excessive a little bit. Um, I do feel like there aren't any redeemable characters within this cast. Uh, maybe Julia Fox at some point, but she's still not a great person from the storyline. Um, Lakeith Stanfield is in this as well as uh, kind of one of the guys that brings in uh, people to the jeweler's shop to help, uh, you know, make some sales. But it doesn't really make much sense because he also has like his own stash in the back. Like Lakeith has his own Rolexes in the back, but he's also trying to sell fake watches. I don't. There's there's tons of things going on in what feels like side plots. I mean, throughout the movie, Howard is trying to collect you know the gym or trying to collect money to give it to somebody else so he doesn't get his ass whooped. But even while all that's going, random people will come up to him on the street, and be like, "You know, Howard, you know, I need your help. I, I think you you showed me a bad watch. I think you did this. I think you did that." And it's parts of the plot that almost never come back around circle but it's just world building to show that this guy is in so much a world of his shit so much uh he's got so much shit just filling up to the brim that he cannot handle it and he's just uh it's almost chaotic at some points um there is a celebrity guest appearance in this that i think that's not kevin garnett um and it's not it's not a cameo it's he plays himself i think it's a little bit played out i i feel like we've seen movies uh bring celebrities in and have our main antagonist kind of uh uh i don't know piss the celebrity off or something like that and it, i we've seen it in other movies i can't really think off the top of my head but i feel like we've seen it in other less profile movies where um you know there's like a a big scene between the celebrity and our main character and it just uh feels tried out feels you know played out a little bit um eric bogason plays uh plays in this as well we've seen him as gill in hbo's uh succession i uh, was not expecting to see him in this let me see anybody else that i want to um bring in on this um judd hirsch as uh goey i uh, really liked having him back in this we don't see him too much we might recognize him as jeff goldblum's father from uh independence day um there is also this uh strong uh sense of cultural jewish heritage in this a little bit i mean it's very much following uh you know a quote-unquote crazy new york jew and uh i'm half jewish right now uh, right now i'm half jewish and so <laughs> I think I can say that. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> he is, uh, you know, crazy New York jeweler and uh, Jewish jeweler. And they do happen to uh, touch upon the cultural references uh, from being a Jew um, or from being Jewish. Um, there's a lot of things that are shown in this movie that I haven't seen depicted in movies in a very long time, such as, you know, uh, uh, I think it was uh, they were celebrating Passover and uh, collecting the Afikoman and stuff like that. Like as uh, a, as a Jew, I understood all of that, and so I really enjoyed uh, them showing a positive de uh, depiction of that, and um, it, it's it's nice to see. Um, and they also were, 
you know, covering, uh, I think, the plagues and stuff like that. I, I thought it was very enlightening and true to real life when it came down to the cultural stuff. Um, let me see. Anything else? Let's hop into the spoiler section. Now we're in the spoiler section for Uncut Gems. So, <clears throat> based on how this movie ends, um, it was kind of how I thought it was going to end, you know, uh, with the death or uh, going to jail of the main character, Howard Rat Ratner. Um, I mean, he's kind of a, he's a pretty terrible guy. And there's multiple times you see him breaking down saying, I can't get anything right, can't get anything right. And then as soon as he gets his hand on some money, he has to turn it around and place it on a bet. It's like, it, it's like, dude, it's, it's, uh, incredibly frustrating at sometimes to watch him do this, but also incredibly satisfying to see him try to sell something as well, to see him sell that, uh, you know, the fur, the gold Furby at the beginning. Hell, I wanted the gold Furby at the beginning. Um, and uh, was that a Furby or a Gremlin? Because they're kind of the same in my opinion. I don't know. But um, anyways, uh, the all the stuff with Kevin Garnett I thought worked great. I thought Lakeith Stanfield was a little shady through this movie, and I wasn't expecting him to do all of that. Um, I thought he was going to be a little bit closer to Adam Sandler's character. Um, there was also another character at the beginning that says that, you know, you're going to be sorry that uh, I'm not working for you anymore. I don't remember the character's name, but he just... It's whenever he's unraveling the jewel, he's like uh, completely enamored with the jewel and doesn't give a shit about his employee, employee. And his employee just walks out and leaves. And I thought that employee was going to come back. You know, we see him later in the movie with, uh, you know, at another store. I don't think he owns the store, but I kind of wanted to see him hustling and stuff like that. But not a lot of time passes by through this movie. It's only, I'd say, a couple you know, days. Um but yeah, I, uh, let me see, Wayne Diamond, who the hell is that? So, I'm curious who the hell Wayne Diamond is. Let me see if this guy is supposed to be relevant from something, I just don't know who the hell this guy is. Wayne Diamond is the older man at the end that... <laughs> like I, I can't even figure out who this guy is. Um, he's the older man that invites Julia up to his apartment and ends up bringing the money to her. Um, let me see. I can't even tell what ethnicity this guy is. I think he's white, but he's so dark in his pictures he looks black. I I I can't tell what's going on. Um, I have no idea who this Wayne Diamond guy is that that is in this and he he gets a lot of screen time in my opinion just for let me see is credited interview magazine uncut gems let's see establishes a, hmm wayne diamond is aptly this is from interviewmagazine.com wayne diamond is aptly credited as a as playing the handsome older man in uncut gems the the buzz about safety brothers film that follows a diamond direct jeweler adam sandler chasing his riskiest wager yet one that will Either clear him of debt or bury him beneath it. Diamond, a garment, diamond, a garnet district legend with a permanent tan lends more to him, lends more to the film's ultimate gamble than his generic uh, destination might imply. 
designation might imply. He becomes the final act's unsung hero when he asks Howard's girlfriend up to his hotel suite, unknowingly embellishing himself in the middle of Howard's heist. Uncut Gems has an extensive melange of similarity, iconic New York personalities in their first films, from Kevin Garnett to The Weeknd to uh, Mike Francesca, but it's Diamond who ultimately steals the show. Oh, okay. His LinkedIn reads, in all caps, I was the greatest dress designer and manufacturer of the 80s and 90s. And a four-minute YouTube documentary titled Wayne Diamond is Back informed me that after 30 years in the Garmin district, Wayne made over $100 million and retired. None of it confirmed anything beyond conjecture, but word of mouth seemed proof enough that Diamond made himself kind of a legacy for himself, one relatively untraceable on the internet, but kept alive by people who know Diamond's Instagram. Instagram's activity is an advert an advert meme that upon discovery will surely have the internet flocking mad. So yeah, this is uh interesting character. Yeah, so he has a permanent tan. That's why I couldn't uh, understand. I was like, is this guy, what? I was like, what ethnicity is this guy? <laughs> and couldn't decide. Um, but yeah, the whole weekend stuff, I was not too... I thought it was just a little hammy. I, you know, I, you know, we we've seen the celebrity make out with uh, one of the main guys, girls, and then our guy has to go in there and whoop some ass, and then they get thrown out by the bouncers. It's just predictable. But the way that it ends is, the way that it ends with his girlfriend um, yelling at him and him jumping in the cab, telling her to leave, um, is uh, it's powerful. And I believe I don't know if it's at that scene or the next scene, but he's like, "I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you at work." Like. They know that no bad, no matter how bad they've been that previous night, no matter how much they've fought, we'll see you tomorrow. It's always it's uh, something something like they've been in this fight before. You know, it's it, it feels lived in, like the world's lived in. So kind of like in Marriage Story, where there's like these little proclivities that these characters have. You know, they have to turn off the lights, close the cabinets, um, you know, do this stuff like that, clean off the table. Um, Adam Sandler has small proclivities in this that make him kind of unique. He's always trying to give, uh, you know, whoever is standing in his uh, uh, jewel, whoever's trying to buy a watch or jewelry or something like that. He's always trying to, let me get a water, let me get a water. You need Sprite water, you need a Sprite, a Coke, Coke, a soda, you know, what do you need? You know, it's always (laughs) something like that. Um, And uh, I, I like that, you know, small bit of, uh, detail that always comes up like three or four times through the movie. It's like, no, God damn it, no, no one wants a water, <laughs> and everyone is always denying him the drinks and stuff like that. Um, this movie definitely goes full two thousand one almost at the end. I mean, if you know how two thousand one ends, I mean, there's some trippy stuff that happens. But this, uh, in this is zooming into the bullet hole, I guess, or is it the bill? It, it, it was hard to tell if that was a bullet hole or if that was just blood, but I'm pretty sure it was the hole. It zooms in all the way and then goes to this like psychedelic uh, mix of what we were seeing in the gym and then like some other trippy stuff that eventually lands in the, uh, lands in the universe uh, looking at the stars. Uh, really beautiful and a different way to end this type of movie. I mean, it's about 30 seconds of some psychedelic shit, but it, it definitely is. It's a ride and it's a trip. That's what I would say.
But uh, yeah, anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, the 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 reveal that we find out that it's his brother-in-law that is um, uh, trying to get the money from him with his buds was amazing. I was like, holy shit, it's his brother-in-law? Like, at first you think it's his brother because you see him at uh, um, dinner, but I believe that it's confirmed a little bit later that, you know, that guy married um, his sister or something like that I, I was a little unclear about the family dynamics i think the family dynamics could have been explored a little bit as a matter of fact i thought this entire movie could have been a little bit longer i wanted more of this movie i could have gone another 10 minutes or 15 and really you know uh, explored it a little bit more but i i love this movie it's probably top 10 of the year it it's probably close to the bottom of the top 10 of the year but it still really blew me away i really liked uncut gems Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uncut Gems 2019. You know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. Look at all podcasts at gmail.com. PayPal.me slash look at all podcasts for all donations. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I, I don't know. All the social medias. We're all there. And on your favorite podcasting of choice. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This is you think I'm stupid, Howard? You and your whole fucking family! I heard you resurface your fucking swimming pool! I, you know how that makes me feel! Never resurface you anything! Than I don't life. know who said that! I told you about how things were gonna go. You like the way things are going now? That's my family! Get the kids out of the house! You having a good time? Yes. This is me. This is how I win. KJ, it's game night. You should be stretching out. What is it, your coach? Nah, just a fucking crazy ass Jew.